<sighs> you hear that? Negative. It's important that when they get the data, I hear, it, I hear it now. Nice, the data, of, uh, you know, movements and stuff. You get real athletes doing it. Okay, that was just a little dicky. I don't know why I was the first thing that came up on there, but I'll go with it. <laughs> I still gotta watch that show. Oh, you haven't watched Little Dicky? I haven't, dude. It's, Dave, on, it's yeah, or Dave, right? Dave, yeah. you'll love it. I honestly will be shocked if you came back and said I'm not feeling this. Yeah, I might watch it tonight. It's and just be warned, like it starts off completely absurd. It's like curb your enthusiasm, putting his foot in his mouth all the time. But then as the show goes on, it gets like deeper. It's still funny, but like they get like way more character development. And there's a, there's an episode about like one of his his buddies. I won't ruin it, but it's incredible. Yeah, Joe's been telling me. He's like, dude, just take my Hulu and watch this. Uh, yeah, I watch. Do you have FXX? I do. It's on that. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Just type Dave in on your Comcast thing and it'll pop right up. It's oh. on demand. Oh, no sh- all right. Yeah. It's so good. That's easy. Yeah. 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 Because I kept thinking it was just on Hulu. No, no. I know. Well, that's just, that's how the kids are these days. Those damn millennials, they don't realize things are on actual cable. <laughs> Today, I had to explain to, uh, <laughs> we should be talking about this on, uh, I'll probably right. just keep this then. Um, today, I was trying to explain to Vicky and Danny that there was once a time when I first moved out here that my mom would have to send me a prepaid calling card because I couldn't afford to call because it would co- it would cost too much money because back yeah, in the for day sure. things weren't it wasn't just like you paid a prepaid amount per month and then all of a sudden you get as unlimited amount of minutes to talk to somebody yeah it's like did you ever do the uh, the collect call if you needed to get picked up yes you got a call from Ted at school <laughs> yes <laughs> that was such a low budget way of just trying to get someone get a hold of someone but you didn't really, it's like a text yeah you see the collect call from dinner's ready come home. <laughs> But yeah, I would always be like, Mom, I can't call you all the time. I can't afford it. And then she just started sending me prepaid calling cards. Yes, yeah, so then you have to call. Then it's just like, and then it's like, I couldn't be like, I got to hurry up, man. It's, this is cost me money. It's like, I paid 30 minutes. All right, you got 30 minutes. Prepaid calling cards? And then remember with cell phones, you had to wait till what, eight or nine when the minutes were free? Yes. Yes. I mean, dude, it's insane. These kids yeah. these days, man, with their Hulus and their unlimited texting and calling. Yeah. These kids have it easy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? Oh, hey, Steve. Hi. It's like I just ran into you. Yeah, man. You know, just normal stuff. Nice. I tried calling you, but I ran out of minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I don't take collect calls. That's true. That's very true. Ted, we're mega casting. (laughs) You received a collect call from Ted, you're mega casting. I still say, and I don't know how it is now, but I still say the worst thing ever. And and I didn't realize this until I got arrested. Okay. Is like you have to make that collect call, but it says... Uh, it just goes, you have a collect call from inmate Ted at the oh. Baltimore Correction Facility. <laughs> Who did you make the call? Was it to mom or dad? dad? Dad. My mom always said, don't call her. If here. you ever go. To- oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So I didn't. And then when I got out. I think I would call my mom. I, but that was her. You know me. That was yeah. the rule. Yeah. So I called my dad. And then uh, I remember I had to call my mom when I got out like the next day. I said, just so you know, I was in jail. She goes, so why did you call? And I said, you said, don't ever call from jail. Right. And she just starts crying like, wow, if you're really in jail. Oh, man. <laughs> that was almost worse. I probably should have just called her. That's a tough one. Yeah. But she she took me to the bail bondsman the next day. Yeah. 
get my picture taken and all that stuff. <laughs> this is like the most hardcore episode of the <laughs> Megacast ever. We're starting off with Ted talking about his time behind bars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I have no story to connect with that other than just the most embarrassing was... call I ever had to make was when I had to call my mom to tell her that I called a teacher a mother effer oh. in elementary school. Was the teacher in the room when you had to make the call? The assistant principal was. Oh, that sucks. But the assistant principal was also on the receiving end of that mother effer. It was a kind of a twofer. Oh, all right. So you got the disciplinarian in there, too. Long story short, just to show you how hard I was back in the day in elementary school, you know, at lunchtime you would be given... Uh, treats, certain things would be ha- added to the lunch menu, but it was limited edition, so only the good tables pretty much got that opportunity. So they would, whoever was the least unruly tables would get picked first. Is this a pretzel story? Yeah, sorry, I told you. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I right. just got Go it. No, 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 no. The long story short, I called the, the people that were picking the, the tables. I was like, pick our table, you mother effer, because I was getting impatient, knowing full well these pretzels were about to be. <laughs> fully consumed by others and I love soft pretzels and she goes you out and then we had to make the call and be in the room mom you got to come in and the other time she got called in was when I pooped my pants uh, and I try to act like I didn't Um, but that was like second grade I mean we've all done that right yeah (laughs) yeah for sure yeah Trying to think, I think we've talked about this because I remember the pretzels too. Yeah, and I think we went down a whole pretzel route. We probably did. That's also real quick. This summer, I was flying out of the Philadelphia airport to come back to Seattle. Uh-huh. <laughs> they had like the Philly style pretzels, which are like longer. Yes, and there's two of them. So I bought them, and then I got home that night. I bought them for Steve, and then I got home that night, and it was like too late to order a pizza. And I was like, I'll just have one of them and ate the pretzels. <laughs> That happens to the best of us. Oh, Dude, I, they were so good, too. I, I, there's some company in, 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 I think, Massachusetts that makes pretzels, like the, and they're like the big soft ones, but they yeah. also do like these weird like not ones. It was a Facebook-targeted ad, because, you know, yeah, of, course of course they know. So I ordered, they ended up making like little pretzel nuggets, and I ordered those, and oh my gosh, they were amazing. But yeah. now all they do is email me. Hey, it's been a while. Would you like some more? I'm like, dude, like, I got a wife that worries about my fitness. Like, I don't get to eat these pretzels as quickly as you'd like me to. But don't worry. One day I will reorder them. Oh, my God. I know. They're so good. They're so good. But, of course, then you look at the caloric stuff. And I'm not, like, a, I'm not a guy that goes nuts about calories. But I'm trying to be better about it. And it's like six pretzels is, like, a full serving. And it's like those little nuggets. I'm like, six pretzels? That does nothing. That's like an appetizer. <laughs> I need more, man. <laughs> Uh, did you eat super pretzels when you were a kid? J- they were JJ super pretzels back in the day. Do you yeah, remember yeah. that? Right, the black box? Yes. Yeah, man. How'd you cook them? Uh, you had to wet them down, put the salt on them, and then I, I can't. I think we used to oven do them, and then eventually we got a microwave and we started micing them. See, I uh, microwave those, and it was never good because it was kind of uh, soft. I feel like my hair standing up was like, I just feel how hot that pretzel is. Yes. Coming out of there. The and, then was just, uh, and you only had like 30 seconds when it wasn't scalding hot right. before it got hard again. Yeah, it's like, microwave was like, yeah, and it was like, if you're off by a second, you're you're potentially causing four degree, fourth degree burns on your mouth. God, seriously, I'm getting chills thinking about how hot those pretzels You know what we used to do, eventually I realized it was like a game changer, was put them in the toaster oven. Ooh. You just pop them in for a little bit, crunchy on the outside, nice and soft and, 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 and warm on the inside. It was awesome. All right, when's the last time you think you had a super pretzel? Oh, it's been, a, it's been maybe three years. Oh, no three kidding. Three or four years, yeah. The last time I remember seeing them once at a store, and I'm like, I know, babe, I'm, bo- I'm buying them. She's like, fine, go buy All right, them. I would have thought for sure it was your house in Linwood. Oh, uh, no, definitely in Puyallup. I've had them in Puyallup. Had a boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I remember they used to be called JJ Super Pretzel, and I don't know why, but it bothered me when they got rid of the JJ. 
I was like, what, what is it? <laughs> also, why is it called JJ Super Pretzel? Well, because there was regular. And then JJ was like, yo, MFR, I'm making a Super Pretzel. And I put my name on it. You better respect my name when you eat my pretzel. That's how JJ Watt got his name. I did not know that. Yep. Big pretzel fan. Yep. Uh, Came out of the womb wanting a pretzel. Yeah, his parents were like, we love pretzels. He's our firstborn. Let's call him JJ. <laughs> Damn it, I should have done that with Tatum. Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. Pretzel. Isn't there somebody that goes by Tay-Tay? Tater terrible? Swift? Or people call her Tay-Tay. Yeah, they call her Tay-Tay. All right. We mostly call her Tater Tot, but Tay-Tay's a good nickname, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, I think we got to start things off on the right note. All right. Because I wanted to give a shout out to a friend of mine who has made everybody in this floor oh my goodness energized yes not just our show but the men's room miles actually took a moment today just to personally thank me on behalf for my friend uh then also the guys on the wolf everybody is drinking it and i want to shout out my friend roya she dropped off a ridiculous amount of cans of this adrenaline shock energy drink and ted actually specifically requested more and yes. it was like at the exact same time that she hit me up saying i want to drop some more off i listen I'm not the biggest energy drink person, but sometimes Me I either. drink them. Uh, and like these, man, look, here's the deal. These ones, first of all, the watermelon and the cherry one, or black cherry ones or whatever are super good. They just taste good, number one. Or fruit punch. That's fruit why I like punch. watermelon and fruit punch. But number two is like they actually get you fired up without any of the jitteriness. Because I won't mention other brands. There's one I would drink. Uh, and it worked, but you'd always feel like you could tell you drink an energy drink. You're like on the verge of having a heart attack. Yeah, right. 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 Whereas this one, man, like, I don't know how to explain it. It still gives you like the same boost, but you're not, you don't have that weird feeling at all. Was it, uh, it's that BCAA, which is good for people that are into the world of fitness. Yeah. As I call it, the Bacchus. My wife makes fun of me for that. I know it's not really that, but that's what I call it. Electrolytes, no sugar, uh, natural caffeine. Yeah, dude, it's. Honestly, it's, it is the best energy drink I've ever had. And it's cool, like, if you're into, like, working out and stuff, like, for muscle recovery. I mean, it sounds like a commercial, but, dude, legitimately, first time I tried one was the acai berry one. And I was like, yes. I tried a sip of one yesterday. And, dude, I'm not an energy drink guy at all. Honestly, up until the, the A-Shock, as they call it. Uh, is that what they call it? Well, it says A-Shock or Adrenaline Shock. Smart energy. For, yeah. And we're smart it is guys. smart energy. <laughs> um, but up until then, I hadn't had an energy drink in forever. And I'm like, oh. Well, this is good. I'm going to continue to drink this. And I've been trying all the different flavors. The sour one is really good. Yeah, I haven't tried that one oh, yet. That one's, I haven't had the cotton candy, so I brought it in today. I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about it. Dude, <laughs> it's so funny because when you text me saying, hey, any uh, chance we can get a hookup on that? Because they need to get more. They need to get these in stores. Because right, that's the issue. I can't find them. Right. Get them in stores, Adrenaline Shock. Washington needs these. Yeah. Miles offered to pay me for some more. I know. I was, I was like, dude, oh, I, dude I got them for free. I'm not going to pay and charge you. Yeah, I was like, I think Steve will just grab some it's for like, you. It's like a drug deal. So, Oh, hang on. Can I pour some into my mouth before you put your lips on it for Corona stuff? Yes, of course you Thank can. You. Have you had the cotton candy one yet? No, that's why I want to try okay, it. Yeah, me too. I haven't had it, and it's chilled. They did it again. <laughs> Let me try it. Okay. I was very favor. Oh, man. Yeah. I was expecting it to be overboard cotton candy. Thank you. That's what I thought, it's too. Like, it's the, dude, we sound like a freaking we commercial. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it seems just standing there holding it with the label out. You don't have to show me, Steve. I know what they look like. I'm so happy. This flavor might bring me to tears. 
I'm telling you, it's really good. This would be incredible. I know this is probably not the intentions, but this would be really good with vodka. Oh, for sure. Right. I think the last time I saw you energy drink was maybe, what, three years ago on the hockey trip? Yeah. Oh, man. I couldn't even imagine if we had these because we would be full of muscle recovery playing hockey and also energized and then later on in the evening really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, is Ted still awake? Like, yeah, he drank a case of those, dude. Gosh, man, this is really good. Oh. This might be my favorite flavor so far. And That's I so- honestly was like, ah, cotton candy. That sounds a little too cotton candy. Where are they out of? I I don't know. I mean, well, Roy is here in Washington. And All right. So I, I'd imagine that they they have some company or some kind of uh, setup here. But uh, I, I hope they start showing up in stores. If you see them, like highly recommended. Adrenaline shock. Yeah. Look at you know what? I got to go to their website. Maybe we just order some. Yeah. <laughs> they are great though. Yeah, everybody. We all like them. I mean, yeah, I won't mention other people's. They're not supposed to drink them, or they tell people they don't drink them on our show. Oh, really? They really like them. Too. I didn't die miles out, did I? No, no, no. Oh, miles, okay. me and Miles are fine. Oh, okay. So, even my wife tried. And she hates energy drinks, and she's like, "Oh, that's pretty good." Yeah. And then I mixed it with again, probably not the intentions, but what you do, what you do. Um, I mixed it with uh, the screwball peanut butter whiskey, the Ooh. acai berry one. All right, was that like a PB and J? Yeah, yeah, it had to be. It was really good. It was like really good. They made from Fun Saturday. It did actually. It was one of our happy hours. I did the mixture. Nice. All right, fine. I got my adrenaline shock. You got a sip of it too. So maybe we don't need to do the push-ups. I feel like our hearts are already racing. <laughs> Functioning? I know. So we should probably get 10, huh? All right, let's all right, do all it. All right, let's do it. Let's see if I get By the way, thing. just want to make this announcement. I will not be able to move on Saturday. What are you doing on Saturday? Uh, Friday. I get back into personal training. Uh-oh. <laughs> Which will be good. But, I mean, I haven't pushed a real weight around in months. I, dude, our gym just opened. And we'll talk about it. Because I'm not sure if I... I'll probably end up going, but like they have all these restrictions. And I understand why. Yeah, I think ours is just literally like one-on-one training. For us, it's, I think it's like 30% capacity. The hard part, though, is that you have to come basically ready to work out. Like, you can't use the locker rooms. Right, you got to set like an appointment. Not even in ours. Like you could just, oh. but, but if they're at capacity, they'd probably say, hey, come back later. But like if I show up, I usually show up in my work clothes, get changed, I shower. You can't use the shower. You can only use the locker room to go pee and wash your hands. Uh, but you can't like, like l- you know, loiter in the, in the locker rooms. And I'm like, well, I'm not. And my wife brought up a point. She's like, you idiot. You could just change into your gym clothes at work and then still. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I could do that. That's pretty cool. Uh, so Yeah, our gym's so small, there is a shower, but I, I mean, usually I just go in the mornings, so I just walk over in my gym stuff, mm-hmm. take off my hoodie, work out. And now I'm an idiot. Uh, they're like, also, oh, you can't use the tanning beds. I'm like, we have tanning beds? I've been working out at this gym for like months. Now I know what's in that other room. Like, there's like a, a hallway, and I never walk down there because it's nothing of interest. How would you notice the people that never work out, but they just look good? Yeah. They're using the tanning beds. I need to start using it. My wife is anti-tanning. Uh, was she tan- a tanner back in the day? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, it's not good for your skin, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, babe, that doesn't matter. I'm I'm, I'm trying to look the part of a professional wrestler. I need to tan. She's like, that's the dumbest reason why you want to go tanning. I'm like, I, that doesn't sound dumb to me. Nah, I mean, look, professional I, I wrestlers. can't have tan lines. That's a big deal for wrestlers. It, it's a huge deal. Yeah. It's, I figured that was a lot of self-tanner, too. Yeah, that's what I brought up too. I'm like, well, I could just use like some of that spray tan or stuff or stuff. And she's like, you are not. I could. She's like, you will do it wrong, and you're gonna look like an oompa loompa. <laughs> I did a spray tan once. Uh-huh. It's like a joke. And that night I went out, 
And this, I mean, this was years ago. And at, at no point had I lost any weight. People were just like, dude, you look really good. What have you oh, been doing? Nice. I was like, you bastards. Like, I got a spray tan. How funny. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We got to go spray tanning. <laughs> I will also admit, there was a period where I went tanning for a little bit. Not much. Uh-huh. But in the middle of the winter, when it's pissing rain in a Seattle, warm. Four, four or five minutes in that bed, I was like, I feel good. Yeah. Well, I need to take advantage of that, but now I can't. I didn't, well, hell, I didn't even know it existed up until now. So, but I got to wait till whatever phase five or something like that. Yeah, it's like anything else. Now that you can't, it's like, all I want to do is tan and shower (laughs) at the gym. Is that too much to ask for? (laughs) And I want to be around 35% of people. And now I can't. Right. I hate sitting at the bar. I want to sit at a bar. (laughs) I like to sit at tables. (laughs) All right. Here we go. All right. Ready to get 10? Yeah, man. Oh, man. It's like a late night tent kind of yeah. feel. I don't know what I did to my thumb, but I jacked it. So now when I do push-ups, it like puts too much pressure on it. So I, should probably, I don't know what the hell I'm doing to myself. Maybe, are you just doing more push-ups because you're not in a gym? Yes. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm just guessing here. They're just free-balling. Free, that might be part of it. Ted Talks. Starring. Not only a motivational speaker, but also a doctor. Right. I'm a lot of things. Uh, you know... If people always talk about reading more and this and that, you should read more. Read more about a lot of issues and everything. But today's very simple. I think it'd be good for a lot of people. Uh, there's a video going around called An Uncomfortable Conversation with a Black Man. There's two episodes. Uh, the second one has Matthew McConaughey. I highly recommend you get on the... The Black Man? What's that? <laughs> get on the YouTubes and watch it. It's just, it's good. And it's basically, uh, what's his name? Emmanuel Echo? Sports report. Uh, he's a sports commentator now. He played in the NFL for a little bit. Okay. Played at University of Texas. Uh-huh. And he's basically just like, hey, like I'm black. I went to an affluent kind of white high school. I have a lot of my white friends asking me questions. So let's just have this conversation. Interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uncomfortable conversations with a black man. See, I, if I were recommending stuff um, to actually open up your eyes and, and you know. I hope that people who listen to us are at least willing to, at least at the minimum, listen, you know, and and, and not just instantly have this knee-jerk reaction to stuff and take things personally and maybe realize that there's a group of people out there in this world that are not being treated the same and willing to at least hear what's going on before you just kind of have like this very like, you know, drawing a line in the sand opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, uh, it comes as a shock, but I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts from time to time. All right. I really recommend, and if you can too, I think you'd, and, and I grabbed a couple clips, and I, we could play them where we can't. I don't, it's up to you, uh, but it, it's The New Day, uh, which is Big E, sure. uh, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods. They have a podcast. Let me make sure I get the name of the podcast right. It's uh, New Day, Feel the Power. All right. Uh, and their podcast is typically just about their stories in wrestling, or they interview some of their buddies in the world of whatever. It may be some of former like teammates when they played in football in, high, in college, like for Big E, and just random people in their lives. And it's, it's a lighthearted, funny show between those three guys. Well, obviously, things are not so lighthearted and funny in the world 
of a lot of black Americans and them being three black dudes. They're, yeah. they're definitely, they even said we had every intention of coming in, doing a podcast that's going to be full of humor to get people's minds distracted, but we just couldn't. And they brought in one of their buddies who is like a bottling and MMA uh, writer. Um, just to kind of help them, because I think he's also done other stuff in, in, in just the world of uh, rela- race relations. Do you know who it was? Oh, man. Someone Hale? Yeah, yeah. Andres Hale. I follow him on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, man. Dude, that guy's awesome. But you're like, boxing, MMA, and wrestling. I'm like, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. And Andreas Hale? Yeah. Hale. H-A-L-E. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they had him on as well. So he kind of helped steer the ship at times, which was cool. But for the most part, really what it was, they just opened up the mics and you know, I mean, we all have like people in our lives that maybe can share like their lives and their stories. But when you hear it from like guys that are at the height of success and you would yeah. think, well, how, how is life tough for someone that's at the height of their success? But then you realize this has nothing to do with money, anything, status or anything. It's just these are guys that have lived tough lives because people just had a preconceived issue with them because of the color of their skin. And they share some stories, dude. And I'm I'm not even kidding you. Like. Uh, I grabbed a couple of clips. One of the clips legit brought me to tears because I was just listening and you could just feel the emotion in each member of the New Day. Like they all had incredible things to say. And it really wasn't like they were calling on to ask for answers or give their opinion on how things can change. It was more just we just want to turn on the microphones and get this out of us. Yeah. And so if you if you're yeah, up for it, yeah. uh the biggie one was like this was like two minutes into the podcast. And I'm all like right. All right, like you know, the subject, the, the title of the episode is it's called a conversation about racial injustice. Oh yeah, Andreas Hill. I even had it written down. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a frank discussion about racism and their experience of being black in America. And dude, Biggie, they just let him talk, and within like ten seconds of him talking, the emotions just come out. And he had no idea they were even going to come out because he references it later, and it's just like you know, I just it feels good. Just I needed this. All right. Uh, so here's Biggie just talking about how he felt. Really, when 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 everything went down with uh, with uh, George Floyd, and I just keep thinking, I put myself in George Floyd's position when I when I saw him be murdered like that, and and to have a man put his knee on his on his neck like that, man, and I don't know how you don't feel empathy for that who's accused of of passing a counterfeit twenty dollar bill, man. He didn't deserve to die like that. And we we cannot be okay with murdering us. You just can't be okay with it because it's not the first time and it's not the second time. And we've seen it. And like I said, man, we we've I've I've seen and heard these stories from my parents and their parents and their parents before them. And I cannot accept living in a country where this is acceptable, where it takes Two days to get an arrest for this man. Two days to there was videotape. There was clear as day. That that bothers me. That hurts me to my very core, to my soul. How long are we supposed to shrug our shoulders and say "damn" and move on about our day? So it's something that really it hit me in my chest. It kept hitting me in my chest, and it kept weighing on me. That was Big E right there. Yeah. I mean, you just feel the emotions. And they even uh, posted um, a video of the like Zoom call that they did this on, or however they record their podcast, but it looks like a Zoom with the four right. screen. And man, just watching the other members, and they're just, 
obviously quiet because they're struggling with their emotions while listening to their brother, you know, their buddy just open up like that. It was, it was and the whole episode is like that. It's it's not a fun listen, but it's right. it's a listen I think that a lot of people should listen. A thing that's a lot of people should listen. It has nothing to do with wrestling. Like this entire episode is nothing to do with wrestling. It's just guys talking about what they've dealt with in their life and how they feel. And I think as white dudes, I think it's important like they, like you hear often to listen. And and these are those moments where I'm listening and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you hear these stories, but when you feel it in someone's voice and you hear like the pain in someone's voice, man, it just it just makes you more angry and just sad at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That, that's what, uh, like the one quote from that, from that one I was talking about, uh, he was talking, like, he was just like, look, what do you say? It's like a boat. Right. And he's like, now none of you were alive when, when slavery was going on, but he's like, that boat left the dock. He's like, the, the wake is still affecting people. Yeah. He's like, so you got to acknowledge the wake is there. Huh. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's I, I mean, that's the other thing, too. I mean, look, last week on the men's room, we had a day where we talked about it. And, I, mm-hmm. and some people were like, man, I just I don't want to hear the serious stuff from you guys. I want to break. It's like, right. But this isn't, you know, for the pandemic stuff, like we were fine. I mean, me and you, right? We're still kind of laughing and joking. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff is very serious. And, and, and especially for us, like we're two white guys, but we have this platform. Like we have to address it. And and but man, then you get in the back of your mind like the the people like that that are just like I don't want to hear that, and it's like I get it, man. But you are lucky enough to be able to turn us off if you really don't want to hear it. Like that's a luck and a and a privilege that a lot of people have. Whereas someone who's battling racism can't just decide I don't want to hear it because they're going to hear it all the time. It's not yeah. like you know. So I mean, just think about that. As sick like they see, I saw someone about to post on Facebook, and he's absolutely right. As sick as you are of hearing about all these racial injustices. Don't you think we're even sicker of having to deal with it, like with racism all the time? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, I look, I, I say this every time, right? Every time something like this happens and I have friends that'll talk about, you know, well, it's not a race thing. It's about economics and this and that. It's like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like I went to plenty of guys in my high school who were black, who were more affluent than I was, but mm-hmm. I didn't get pulled over all the time in PG County. They did. That was one of the eye-opening. I remember in college, I was driving back from Plattsburgh to New York with one, my buddy. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm driving back. I got my car. And he's a black dude. And, and, and we're driving. And I'm a fan of speeding. Not like too fast, too furious speeding. But, you know, right. if it's 60 miles per hour, 75 feels about right. And at one point, he goes, hey, man, uh, can you, like, slow down? And I started giving I'm, like, laughing. I'm like, oh, you're afraid of me driving fast? He goes, it's like, you don't look like me. If they see me, we're getting pulled over. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And it was like a really interesting, powerful conversation that like I never even once would have ever thought like, you know, his his whole concept, his whole thing was like, look, you get pulled over. The probably worst you're getting is a ticket. I can't promise you that's all I'm getting when we get pulled over. And I was like, F word. Okay. 60 miles per hour for the rest of the drive, which was a really long drive, Ted. It was a six hour drive. And I was like, I get it. We're doing 60. (laughs) I'm going grandpa speed. Right, so I went to school with a guy, right, uh, Greg Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to Damatha with him. His older brother actually had gone to Carroll for, well, his brother went to Carroll for all four years, but my brother was at Carroll when his older brother was there, mm-hmm. right? So when I got to Damatha, me and Greg already had like a bond. We were, you know, freshman football together, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But like he posted something like a week ago that was like, like basically like, listen, PG, like, like you guys are kind of, you, you know, I mean, PG County is the blackest county in America. So he's like, you're used to being around black people, but he's like, 
He's like people on like he's like people talk like me and stuff. Are like, what do you mean like this stuff? And he's like, I went to school somewhere up in the Northeast, and he was like, it was completely different. Like everybody assumed he was just there because he could play football, that he had terrible grades and this and that. And he was just like, yeah, he was like, even for you guys, like you need to realize what's going on outside of the bubble we lived in. Yeah, you know. Well, even like they talk about in the podcast, just about like the, the steps that all of them have to take just to make people feel comfortable around them. He's like, imagine going to a party and every time you go to a party, you have to be the super happy, wearing super non, like, you know, colorful clothes. And he's like, that's an intentional thing that a lot of us have to do because otherwise someone is going to feel intimidated and scared by us because we're just being ourselves. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, I don't have to, I could wear a black hoodie. And look miserable and go to a party and no one's going to be a wor- No one's going to be at all worried about me. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. So I, I, I won't play the other one because it's a longer clip and it's all super, right. it's super emotional. Like it was, um, if you do listen to it, there's a part where uh, Xavier Woods shares the story of the first time, like he really experienced racist uh, behavior from somebody. And it's a great story, but like he struggles to get through it because it's talking about how his mom, he gets called the N word by a, a student and his mom said anytime anyone ever tells you calls you that let me know that's wrong blah 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 so the kid called him and he just felt emotions he couldn't he never thought he would feel and he just attacked the kid yeah. and so now the mom's like who did it because he told his mom mom walks him over to that kid's house and i guess the mom and that kid's mom have it so that those two have to be with each other for like a week straight all the time and he said at first it was awkward, but eventually they ended up becoming best friends. Yeah. Uh, but he was just like talking about just how he realized how much pain his mom had to go through to teach him and how to deal with this and learn, you know, that sometimes you have to battle things with compassion, but you know, there's so much anger. Like how, why would someone say such a mean thing to me that doesn't even know me? And I'm like, man, it's just heartbreaking. And, and the, the, the story is incredible. Uh, the whole podcast is a must listen to. So if, if, you, if you want just to kind of hear a perspective that maybe you don't ever really get to hear, I would suggest listening to the New Day's podcast. Yeah. And I would just say this too. Like at a certain point too, like people got to realize like you can change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I could sit here now and say stuff, but like, look, it's not like I didn't, you know, and I said this on the men's room, like I, it's not comfortable to say this, right? But I, I had used that word before, mm-hmm. right? I had said those bad jokes and you know what I mean? Like you can change. And even... You know, if something you realize now, you don't have to be like, oh, I guess I should just, you know, like it's like we want you to we want all everybody wants to change. Right. Change is constant. So if you if you if you feel different now, good. Instead of just like instantly putting up a wall and be like, you know, I think that's what a lot of people do sometimes when you realize maybe you were wrong. You just want to get mad and like be like make that other person feel bad because you don't want to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. But be willing to admit that you're I always love going into conversations with people that I necessarily might not agree with. And by the end of the conversation, I agree with their side of perspective. And it could be something as dumb as hockey, wrestling. Sure. You know, I mean I'm not just talking about race relations, but you know, there there's something very freeing if you could just go into anything in life and just put down that wall of I need to be right and be okay with being wrong sometimes. Yeah. I mean, right, it happens on social media too. Like mm-hmm. I, I was saying this last night. Like you gotta and there's People I follow on social media who I do not align with politically in any sense. Right. But I follow them because I want, you know, you got to know what's going on. And you know, and you can't just live in a vacuum. There's some, some people I follow on social media and I make it a point to check every morning and I'm like, no, that was not just said. And then you double check and you see there's a blue check mark and you're like, that was just said. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or um, either that or sometimes you know, like a retweet will show up and I got to be like, all right, now who retweeted this for my feed? Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. So some, obviously this is like not the fun stuff, but no. um, it's, it's kind of like what's going on in both of our heads. It's hard coming into work, dude. I, I'd imagine for you more than me. Because it just, you know, I mean, you're knee deep in the middle of a lot of this stuff living in Capitol Hill. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, you know, right, I think I talked about it last week, right? I, I mean, last week's like a blur to me. I was so, first of all, again, military people, it's different because the helicopters were yours. This is what a military friend told me. But like, mm-hmm. when you're living in a city and there's just choppers circling all night, like, Jesus, it is uncomfortable. And then you could, I, like, from my house, I could hear the flash grenades and stuff. So it just it was just unsettling. The protesters going up and down my street were fine, but just you know, they're just there was just constant like mm-hmm. parades of cop cars and then like I said, Sunday there was a dude with a baseball bat just walking up and down the street blaring country music, yelling eye for an eye, like just a lot of and it you know, and it's like right, like that dude's just coming into the city to look for trouble. Right. You know, so but unfortunately that's also happened in Capitol Hill before. You know what I mean? Like I one of the bars I liked one night, they had to kick out a bunch of proud boys and stuff. Because it's like like, they just want to tear down, you know, pride flags. You know, Capitol Hill is always going to be a lightning point. But, yeah, it's the, the unrest and everything. It, 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 was a, it was a long, long, long week. Dude, it, and you're right. It is hard. Like, I, I mean, I feel like I still try to do my best job yeah. of being funny and stuff. But, yeah, I mean. I'm but, exhausted by the end of our show, though. I feel like I try and crack jokes, you know, and yeah. just be silly. And in and, and the back of your mind, just really just want to just, like, yell at the world. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, and then right, and the oh, we're living in a global pandemic. Right. <laughs> oh man, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, you forget about that until you're like, oh, let me go grab my mask. Got to leave work. Put it on. You know, <laughs> that's right. This is going on as well. Oh my gosh, man! All right, why don't we take a quick break? Maybe we'll come yeah. in a better mood. Maybe we won't, but you know what? That's just what you're gonna get. We're gonna get ten with our mega family. We do have uh, someone wants to know if they should be mad. It has nothing to do with race relations. All right, there we go. Uh, we got some or pandemics. Nope. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> or pandemic. All right, we could crush more and adrenaline shocks. Just straight up, should I be mad? <laughs> ah, the answer is F you. Yes. F everybody. You should be mad at everything. Scream and yell at the top of your lungs. <laughs> the mega cast will be. Back. Ted and Steve need a moment. That's cool. I'll just sit here and be the unpaid robot that's stuck listening to this. Shit. The mega cast will be back. Now you can smell just like a rock star with Axel Body Wash. Axel Body Wash will make you want to jump on stage and rock. Now available in four unbelievable smells. 80s bandana. Welcome to the bunghole. Always tardy. Thanks to the lame security. I'm going home. And junk food supersize me. Axel Body Wash. You won't smell like a rose. And coming soon, Axel Body Spray. Axel DC version. One of these two dicks just farted. Oh, that's not their ass. It's their overall existence that stinks. The Megacast is back. 
All right, I like right. this one. Yeah. Although, still in a bad mood, Ted. Our conversations when the mics are off makes me even more angry. All right, something right. kind of lighthearted with like EDM music. Yes. I saw a video. It's got to be from somewhere in Europe. And this dude had like taped up with like caution tape, like six foot zones. Uh huh. And then he's DJing, and like people were all dancing in their six foot zones. <laughs> I was like, I'm down. <laughs> Could I have like the drive in EDM show where you're all sitting in your car and you just kind of like wiggle? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing too. Like, I mean, shout out to my buddy Big Daddy down in uh, Nashville. Big, Big uh, Daddy. Daddy's dogs. Uh, yeah, he got some uh, right up in Rolling Stone, what was it, two weeks ago. He had an outdoor concert in his parking lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff. The invention, you know, not invention, I guess reinventing stuff. Speaking of EDM, did you hear the, was it, is it David Guetta or Guetta? Oh, my. G- <laughs> what world made him think he should put an ML- MLK speech into an EDM song? I'm, I'm trying like, to find it. I think I have it on here. And he says something like, we're going to solve the problems or whatever. It's just like, oh, it's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm pretty sure I have it on here. I got to just find it. Uh, maybe I don't. Let me type in David. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I saw that, too. It's just like... I'm like, come on. All right, yeah. So, David... Uh, I know Greta, I know the name. I don't G-U-E-T-T-A. know G-U-E-T-T-A. It, yeah. it seems like it should be an easy name to pronounce, but Geta? I can't... Geta? Well, uh, he's got to get a brain cell in his head because, yeah, this is what he created. This is relatively soon after everything started really kind of happening. So, it yeah. was like, about like a week ago? Yeah. All right. So, this record is... In honor of George Floyd. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace. Like, his heart's in the right place, I'm sure. But did no one tell you, hey, man, like, look up tone deaf in the dictionary and what you're doing is exactly that. When already things are so difficult. Do you think he thought he's, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring the world together. With EDM. I mean, I, I, that's the only thing I can fathom is that in his head, he thought this was going to go over and like what people were going to play this at protest. I don't know because there's no clubs open, David. We're still and in a pandemic. Like, he's on a rooftop doing this set in New York City. Now, look, I've watched some of the rooftop sets. If you just want to chill out at home and just right. listen to EDM music, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> but, so shout out to his family. Come on, man. With this, so shout out to his family. I have a dream. I have a dream. This is not real. Like, this feels like a really, a really bad Andy Samberg skit when he worked out when he was on like, Saturday Night Live. Like yeah, like the Lonely, Lonely Island, Island boy. Right. But they wouldn't even, they'd be like, no, nah, this is too stupid. Like, this is not even funny. This is awful. One day. This nation will rise up, live out the true I can't play the rest of it. I'm I, I was like, I'm man, sorry. That's all I got. David, <laughs> at least you tried. And I, right, I like the beat. I just, I feel like the shout out and the MLK voiceovers, unnecessary. Do you think he did a bunch of Molly and he's like, I, we got it. I got to do something, guys. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring everyone together. And I'm going to do it with my music. No, but I think he, 
I don't know. I mean, look, he's a DJ, right? I think sometimes uh, DJs think of themselves as bringing it, and they do. They bring massive crowds together, <laughs> hundreds of thousands sometimes. Right. And and but <laughs> I always hate when people say stick to sports or stick to jokes, David. Stick to just writing EDM songs. That's the other thing when people go stick to the one I love is just like stick to sports. It's like I've said this before, but everybody on social media has all their opinions. Like, I know I, I don't have, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to start it, but I just want to be like, all right, well, I don't know, stick to auto repair or stick to like whatever your job is, stick yeah. to running the restaurant. Right. You're on Twitter spouting off. Why can't someone else spout off? Yeah. Free speech when someone gives you a hard time about it, but when they do it, it's like, yo, you should, I only want you to do sports. Right. And it's not, my favorite, though, is like it was like that. I love when people are now like grabbing old footage to compare to how people are being now. Like, so there was like, I can't remember who it was. It was like a conservative talk show host, and they were going off on how, you know, Kaepernick should stick to sports or some athlete should stick to sports. I can't remember which athlete it was, but someone who was speaking about stuff that they didn't agree with. But then when Drew Brees originally had those statements that he said about uh, the flag and, and kneeling, you know, he, he's since gone back and apologized yeah. and all that. But when he first didn't, he was catching backlash. They're like, I don't understand. Why doesn't he have the freedom to say what he wants to say? And they're like, people are just losing their minds. Like, do you not realize how, how much you are contradicting yourself from something that you said just months ago? Right. And if you say something that's racist and somebody says, hey, man, that's racist, that's not impeding your First Amendment rights. Freedom of speech, man. I can say what I want. Right. Oh, all right. <laughs> I have the freedom to say you're a racist. Right. And I have the freedom to never purchase whatever it is that you're selling if you're a company making an ass of yourself. Oh, I know. They're all worried about us. <laughs> all right. Well, someone is worried about uh, their relationship and they want some help. So let's all right. the palate. You know what? Let's cleanse the palate first with a good old quarantine. All right. Yeah. All right, Ted. You got to guess what band this is uh, a quarantine parody of. Oh. Uh, STP. You got it. Vaseline. Yes. Quarantine. I'm a non-essential employee. That's what the boss emailed. I guess I'll get to stay at home. They are too pretty sweet. Stay up late, get some sleep. I might grow out my goatee while I'm in the quarantine. Three weeks and it has ended me. It feels like Groundhog Day. I must be in the twilight zone. In the quarantine, we are stir crazy and confined. Keep losing all concept of time. Deja vu, apathy. I really hate COVID 19. You say Applebee? I, 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 I give up. <laughs> Do we want to send out the tweet to get 10? <laughs> I don't know. It's already late. We're falling apart. We're falling apart. Let's see if we should be mad. All right. And then I have a question that's really going to piss you off. Oh, good. Yeah. What is it? Why are bald wrestlers stupid? No, you know what? Here, I'll just ask you. Okay. Where is the NHL? Or like, they're coming back. I don't know when. They said that they they eliminated the Devils already from the playoffs, and they're going to start like a 2014 playoff. I don't know when. Yeah, like the NBA was like, all right, we got our plan. The MLS came out today. Baseball and hockey, I'm just like, "Uh, hey, guys. It's it's go time. (laughs) You're right. I don't know. Although, how do you think about this? I said now that the MLS is coming back, 
you know, goalies are known for wearing their those big gloves. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be playing in Disney World. I think all the goalies should dress as Mickey Mouse with the Mickey Mouse gloves. I have a pair of those. <laughs> I used to. You got to put two fingers because he only has three fingers. Yes. So your in so your ring finger and your middle finger go together in this. Can the Mickey, can can the goalies wear the Mickey Mouse gloves? I feel like it'd be hard to distribute oh. the ball. Oh come on! We all know the times are tough. We will accept that. I'll tell you what, you know what, that's a good call. We should start tweeting at uh, Stephen Fry and just yes. being like, hey, look, if you already have the points to get into the tournament or whatever, like, can you play a game in the Mickey Clubs? Dude, I'm already a fan of that guy, A, because he's a great goalie, but also I was just on some some hair tattooing restoration company from Seattle All right. just started following me on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, they're targeting me. Um, so I follow back, and I'm looking at their stuff, and apparently Stephon Fry, he, he got, so it's like, for like bald guys that don't want to have complete bald spots, so they'll like tattoo little stubble on your head. It's not really a tattoo; it's some kind of other thing. I think. Well, some of those hair treatments too, because I wanted to check it out. Yeah. Like so, I still have hair like a Caesar ring if I let it grow in, which I need to buzz my head. Yeah. So they can cut out like a strip from back there and then reattach it to the front of your head, so it starts growing again. Would you do that? I probably would not. Right. You know, I I don't know. I toy with that stuff all the time. I I I I don't necessarily want to have hair. But I mean, I, look at Jeremy Piven. Look at Wayne Rooney. I mean, you could tell people that have had the well, the restoration, which is it's cool. Why don't we? You and I, we should go to SMP Inc. in Seattle. Uh, they're the company that like, they'll like. So what they kind of take your head and they put little stubble, they tattoo it, so it looks like you have hair, huh? Like a buzz cut. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. Well, apparently they did it to. Um, Stefan Fry. He no was kidding. thinning in the front of his head, so he did it. All right. And so there it is, the after. I mean, he's still got a hair. Yeah, he saw his hair. But he just wanted to get rid of like the receding look. And he was like, they were like, yeah, we won't mention that you came here. Because you know, obviously there's some people that maybe are a little insecure about that or just don't want other people to know that. Oh, they I know that. the secret about somebody that's very attractive. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I guess Stefan uh, gave them clearance. He's like, no, no, no. I think you guys did such a great job. I want, I want people to know that I got it done. Cool. Yeah, there's like a picture of him like hanging out with the crew and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth on plastic surgery. Okay. Right? <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like cosmetic surgery. Yeah. You know? I do think eventually at some point, right? Because I used to weigh 360. Mm-hmm. So there's certain parts like my belly and like yeah. my arm that like I, I wouldn't mind getting some work done just to kind of tighten things up. Right. But yeah, I think that. I don't know. I go, I go back and forth with that stuff all the time. I think if you could afford it, do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I say this is the kind I want to do. If you go to their Instagram page, they have one that has a, a fake part. That's pretty cool. That's, My problem I, is it's a tattoo. I feel like I would change. I mean, look, you have tattoos. I've, I tend to change my mind too much. Your first tattoo is a hairline. It's a hairline. That would be pretty awesome. Why don't we do flames like Bam Bam Bigelow? Oh, yeah, thanks. That's all I need. All right, real quick. This all person right. wants to know. My boyfriend finally proposed to me, and we are moving in together. Okay. Uh, he's moving into my place. I've had a dog for seven years. She sleeps in my bed, and he knows that. But now he's suggesting that we get a crate, put her in there at night. I'm like, dude, my dog was here before you. Not a chance in hell she's going in a cage at night. He seems to have an issue with this. Like, I'm picking the dog over him. Should I be mad about him wanting to take my dog out of my bed? Mega hugs. Ted, be safe out there from Tracy. So, so I guess I could be dangerous in Puyallup. Yeah, Sorry, you can. I, I, uh, I, 
I, I, I don't know if I could say if Tracy should be mad. I would just say play this for the boyfriend or the fiance mm-hmm. and just know that uh, she's always going to choose the dog over you because mm-hmm. it was there first. Anybody that gets into a relationship with somebody with a dog, you have to know the dog is numero uno. And there's no chance in hell that you're going to be able to convince. I know if my wife wasn't a fan of dogs and she's like when she first moved in, like, oh, your dog can't sleep in the bed with us. I'm like, like hell is she? Like Lucy, right? when I had Lucy, Lucy was a shedding dog and Sid hates dogs that shed but right. i like, didn't hate lucy it was just right but she's like be all these little dog hairs in the bed i'm like yep there's no debating this is not there, there's no mind and what you're gonna put a dog in a crate all of a sudden yeah that and the dog's dog, gonna keep you up at night right and the dog's seven years old it's used to sleeping in the bed i mean like, like sorry that dog's not going in the crate it's gonna be it's gonna make both of you miserable yeah tracy you tell your soon-to-be husband he needs to sleep in the crate oh i hope it's like a giant dog too like a great dane <laughs> right or like was the world's biggest dog that was on the it's like the world's biggest and oldest dog. I just saw some picture of it. It's huge. <laughs> I couldn't imagine a great Dane in my... Dude, Lulu's seven pounds and she's pushing me off the bed. Dude, it's like uh, when I watched that little French bulldog mm-hmm. uh, for, from our friend. Like, it's a French bulldog. I think it only weighs like... I, I don't want to guess her weight. That's rude. Yeah. Maybe 20, 25. I uh-huh. don't know what bulldogs, French bulldogs weigh. But it's funny when but she... she still looks good in those jeans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when she's sleeping, and she sleeps in the bed with me when I watch her, like yeah. it's the same thing. Like sometimes I'll wake up and just like, how did you get so heavy? Right. And just pushing, like, yeah. his paws are like on my back. And I realize, like, I'm literally on the edge of a California king bed, like holding on <laughs> so I don't fall off. And I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah. And- I mean, I dated one girl whose parents had legit a Great Dane. Mm-hmm. And the first time I met it, it was real aggressive because Great Danes are very protective dogs. Okay. But then. After the first time I met it and it knew who I was, like, I mean, there was a recliner that I would sit in at the house and the bit in my freaking lap. Dude, <laughs> that's awesome. It was, un- Steve, it was unbelievable. You know what Lulu's new thing is now? She likes to take your spot. So, like, if you go up, get up off the couch she and go to the in. bathroom or go to the sink, within one minute, you get up wherever she is and she could be comfortable on the couch as well and goes to your spot and sits there, probably because it's warm. So then you, the minute you come back, you're like, she's looking at you like, yeah, it's my spot now. And then we trying to move. Yeah. <laughs> or she won't move. And like, you're pretending to sit on her. She's like, we're playing a game of chicken. You better sit on me. And I'm like, I'm not going to really sit on you. You're tiny. So then I sit at the other side of the couch. It's like this dog has control over all of us. It's so funny. <laughs> yes. Right. Sorry, dude. That dog stayed in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no chance. Also, like, if you get in a relationship with somebody that has an animal, like, like if you want to marry her, you, you got to deal with the dog. Right. Yeah, if you want her to be happy, don't try and get in between her and the dog. And that's the thing. Do not mess up walking that dog. <laughs> I mean, I've dated girls that had dogs. One got out of the house one day and I got so, I was like, oh my God, if that dog doesn't come, if I don't catch that dog, like it's the end of me. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine. Oh, that would I be couldn't awful. even imagine. Like, you might as well just pack up your stuff and leave. Yeah, I called Taryn one morning in a panic and I was like, Stella is like making sounds. She's like, what do you mean? I go, she's like coughing something up. And she's like, is it just like white? I go, yeah. She goes, yeah, they just do that sometimes. I'm like, all right. Right, because I'm just like, don't die, don't die right. on me, don't die on my watch. <laughs> At least wait until Taryn gets back. <laughs> That's terrible, but I know what you mean. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get out of here. I know you got to work. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't get ten. Uh, maybe next week we'll open up the phone lines for like longer than ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next week, aka next month. I know, dude. <laughs> These days are so long. I and we finished our show this morning. I'm like, oh, we gotta do it two more times this week. It's tough. I know. What was us? Right. Tough job cracking dick jokes every day. But, you know. Eating deep dish pizza. Yeah.
And last week I came in right real quick and Joey's walking away with that pan. It was so good. And I just go, hey man, can I just see it? I only saw it online. And he just goes, oh no, it's already gone. All gone. I was like, you guys. What savages. We just eat. No, he made it for you guys. Good on you. Well, this morning we had a taste test to prove that uh, non-dairy Ben and Jerry's is just as delicious as dairy Ben and Jerry's. So we had the same flavor done non-dairy style and dairy style. What one? Uh, everyone picked the dairy. Oh, but I was like, it's a win-win. We just got to eat ice cream for breakfast. Yeah, I mean, look, I've had the Impossible Whopper. Mm-hmm. I could tell it's not, you could tell a real one just from Just a it. little bit, but yeah, you're but right. But I still loved it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. But then you realize it's not much healthier. And then I'm like, well, what's the point? I might as well then eat the Whopper. Yeah. If I'm vegan, I get it. But like, it's no different than the Ben and Jerry's. Like, really, the difference in calories is like five or six calories, grams of fat, maybe like 10, like, it's barely anything. It's... It's it's not. In fact, I think the non dairy has more carbs. No uh, kidding. Yeah. So it's like you're in your head. You're like, oh, I must be eating healthy because it's non dairy. It's like no, all the ingredients that Ben and Jerry's is putting in it that isn't dairy is it's still unhealthy. Yeah, exactly. Like right? the cookie dough and the chocolate and whatever else that they're throwing in there. Well, wasn't that BJ's joke for a year when he was a vegetarian? Like, there's no there's no meat and Doritos. Right. You can still be unhealthy. All right. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at the Megacast, and uh, I believe we're back next week. Oh no, I'm not. We're off next week. Sorry. Well, excuse us. I'm glad you said that. So next week, yeah, we would have done a whole show taking your calls, but uh, Ted's big timing. You know what? Just call me at home. Yeah. We'll Zoom you. I'll give away your Zoom user. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. I think it's now called Ted Hate Steve 69. That's his user. Ted Hate Steve 69. What are we on? AOL? All right. Yes. Goodbye. Like an old man cast. <laughs> oh, it started that way. Uh, Let me tell you about these prepaid phone what calls. What is this AOL online? <laughs> let's go to a chat room. <laughs> All right, let's pretend that we're girls. <laughs> you ever do that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's somebody, or you try to talk to like actual women. All right, I remember one woman was like, we were like, do you want to come over for a kager? And she's like, how old are you guys? 26. Nobody 26 says kager. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Share your AOL stories with us on Twitter, at <laughs> the Megacast. Yeah, I feel go. like we could do a whole podcast about AOL stories. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. You got to work. Yeah, man.